That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Welcome to A Few Things, where we give our greatest discoveries the podcast they deserve. I'm Claire Mazur. And I'm Erica Cerullo. This show is brought to you by Avakind. Find out more and sign up for our newsletter at avakind.com. Mm-hmm. You know what else is at avakind.com? What? All this new, like, fall stuff, including so many fall jewelry. I don't, and I know there's no such thing as fall jewelry, mm-hmm. really. No, um, there is. But, you know. You know, I think there are certain jewelry pieces that just feel seasonal to me. What, like what? <sighs> I, it's more that I think I wear silver more in the summer than in the winter. Interesting. I don't you, actually yeah, know. Yeah, that's interesting. Okay. I, I, that could be wrong. I just feel like I go through phases when I buy jewelry that I wear the same thing a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. Know? Well, that's definitely true. You go yeah. through phases with clothes, with all yeah. the things where you wear everything yeah, a lot. Yeah, exactly. Um, my my new fall jewelry purchase recently is mm-hmm. this pair of Lizzie Fortunato earrings, the strawberry link earrings. Mm-hmm. They they're look so good. They're very you. chic. Yeah, they they're like these you. little gold loops, and then they have like a, a creamish one and a pinkish strawberry mm-hmm. one and a forest, forest green. green one dangling they're from very them. very sophisticated. I don't do a lot of color, but they're all mm-hmm. colors that I feel like I can handle. They're and neutrals. They yeah. They're, neutra- they're not they're new neutrals. neutrals. They're new <laughs> they're neutrals. neutrals. Yeah. That's right. They're neutrals like leopard is neutral. Mm-hmm. You know? That's right. Um, anyway, check them out. I'm doing a terrible job of describing them and they are 10% off with a code. The few. Th- uh, <laughs> they are 10% off with the code. A few things. What a generous offer. It's so generous of me. Um, you've been spending a lot of time in Minneapolis lately. So much time in Minneapolis. Yeah, we really traded places. I used to spend more time in Minneapolis. Not anymore. No, you're the Minneapolis queen now. Uh, yeah, I totally. handed over the crown. Do not attempt to dethrone me, um, <laughs> yeah. especially now that winter's coming. You don't yeah. want that job. No. Um, so one thing that, the, one thing, the thing that I've been really excited about in Minneapolis mm-hmm. are um, the number of like women-owned uh, restaurants that I feel like I've been There's encountering. There's good food in There's Minneapolis. There's really good food in general. Yeah. Um, and I, my two favorite restaurants in Minneapolis these mm-hmm. days are both uh, owned and and chefed mm-hmm. <laughs> by women, which also just feels like really lovely, lovely. And, and stupendous. So one is called High High, like H-A-I-H-A-I. Mm-hmm. Um, we have to go there sometime. It's yeah. just so, so, so good. We're taking a trip there next yeah. week. So. Um, it's just so, so good. Um, and it's Korean food? It's like, it's Vietnamese, okay. Korean. It, it's Vietnamese mm-hmm. mostly, but, um, you know, in that sort of like loose, loosey goosey yeah. um, kind of way. They have this amazing crispy rice salad. Yum. They have this like clam 
dip situation that's not creamy. It's not what you would think at mm. all. Um, and you use shrimp toast or shrimp um, chips. Shrimp chips. I love uh, shrimp Yeah, it'd chips. be very, very up your alley. Love a shrimp chip. Um, and it ha- they have like slushy drinks and yeah. I don't know. Um, and that is, the woman behind that is this woman, Christina Wen. Um, and then there's this uh, wood oven pizza place. That makes it sound like not what it is really um it's it's way more interesting than that yeah. they have like good vegetables and all that stuff you I, know this is plenty of, an, of a yeah. draw for they me they have great gluten-free pizza oh, it's called good. young Joni, and mm-hmm. the woman behind it is ann kim she's mm-hmm. korean and has like a serious following um and yeah, both of these places are so good. They're so pretty. They're so cute. And both of these women own multiple restaurants, which also just makes me all so happy. All in Minneapolis? Uh, uh, all in Minneapolis. Amazing. Yeah. Isn't that cool? Yeah. That anyway. is cool. Um, what else we got going on here? <sighs> well, um, you know, we're, we're doing a best of 10 things episode. Yeah. We're going to talk about some of the things we put in 10 things that we just have a lot more to say about. Like what? Um, you know what I would like to suggest Kick people do? Yeah, yeah. Tell me. Just something simple. Did you know that you can add a second? Well, of course you know because yeah. you read and you edit ten things. Um, yeah. Well, you taught me this even bef- prior. Yeah. You can add a second time zone to Google Calendar. It's really helpful. It is so helpful. I screw it up so badly. I typically, when I have to schedule a meeting with somebody in different time zone, I spend about five minutes trying to figure it out. Count. I counting. get it. Yeah. I get it wrong, and then it's a whole thing, and I schedule the meeting wrong, and it's a disaster. And and now I just permanently have cal- LA time on yeah, my yeah, Google yeah, Calendar, yeah. and it. It's just saved me. I'm, it's well, so and we don't stress. even like. It's not like we have like a bi-coastal office or no. something. It's just really helpful. But if you did, if you if like half your team worked in San Francisco or something, yeah. imagine how easy this would make life. Well, and then when I was traveling, I put the you know Barcelona time on, and it was yes. really helpful yeah. just to, to see. see when your restaurant reservation actually was exactly because <laughs> otherwise you're like cool. So I do I want it to look like my restaurant reservation is it like you know, 8 a.m. Yeah. Or do I want to like have a sense uh-huh, of what's going uh-huh, on uh-huh. back at home? Uh-huh. It's just really a game changer. No, that's a great, that is a great thing. Yeah. That's a really great thing. That's, that, that's, that's your, that's a big discovery about. you've yeah. been feeling. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, this feels like an equally kind of like small, but big win. Mm-hmm. I downloaded this app called Flick, F-L-I-C. Yeah. I think I need to do this. You definitely need yeah. to do this. Like, <laughs> it's not even like a maybe I'm you an need abuser to do this. You 100% need the to do photos this. app. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so basically, you like use this app and it pulls up all your uh, camp. You've pulled mm-hmm. up your camera roll yeah. and you just swipe right to yeah. keep it and swipe left to delete the photo. Yep. And it's a very fast process. And then okay. at the end of clearing yeah. them out, doing a round, it'll be like, okay, you ready to delete these? And you press yes and you move on. The free version lets you review 100 photos at uh-huh. once and then you could upgrade to, you know, have unlimited photos yeah. at once. You know, when you have like three minutes and you're sitting there being like, what mm-hmm, am I possibly going to mm-hmm. do at this time while I'm waiting for like yes. this like lunch order that's taking so much longer mm-hmm. than it should or whatever. This is what you do. It's a great idea. It's satisfying. It also feels weirdly like a game of memory because mm. you're like, you see a picture and you're like, I don't even know what that was from. Like, oh, is this important? That's one of my favorite things to do with photos. Yeah. When I'm on the train with no service and I'm bored, yeah. I will just do almost like roulette through my um, yeah, yeah. camera roll and just scroll a bunch and let it stop where it, where it will. And then I look and I'm like, oh, remember that thing that happened when we were in Pennsylvania or wherever? Well, this lets you do that while delete while freeing up storage on your phone. So the thing I can't tell, so I th- part of the reason we were both suggesting that I might be a good candidate for yeah. this is because I've never just taken one photo at a time. Yeah. Like if I'm taking a photo of yeah. somebody, I'm taking five options yeah, yeah, always yeah, yeah. and I just worry that I would hem and haw about which one to keep 
Sure. May, and maybe that's not how they, maybe that's not what you use this for. I maybe use it, use it for, for like all the dumb shit okay. that is there that you know for sure you don't need. I just think it's such a nice diary. No, there, sh- yes, Claire, there are so many things that are a nice yeah. diary, but how many things do you take pictures of just to remember them yeah. or to like show somebody else or like, I suppose. like how many things are just like screenshots that you actually I know. just don't need again? I know, but I still like being, I still like thinking, you know, I remember when I screenshotted that thing. Okay, well, I think you and I maybe have a different experience with that. <laughs> I'm going to try it. Yeah. I thought of something else while we're on the topic of um, digital hacks uh-huh, uh, uh-huh. that is related to how wonderful Google Calendar is, something that you're very excited about, which is that they now have an out-of-office feature. Oh, my gosh. It's so nice. That will automatically reject all of your meetings. Yeah, it's so nice. Yeah. It's a little complicated because I use the same calendar for personal as for work. That's I, why that's, I haven't been, yeah. been using it is because yeah. I don't want it to reject other my restaurant you have going on. Yeah, exactly. Um, and you yeah. can go back in and like, uh, you can mm-hmm. like change your, um, you can accept those things. Yeah. But it is really nice to be able to put an out of office on a calendar instead yeah. of it just being like, oh, like, you know, I'm traveling this day and people don't pay attention to those Here's things. my question. So we have a team calendar. I'm yeah. sure this is a common practice. And if we're going to be out of office, we put it on the team yeah. calendar. So do you do both? You put it on the team yeah. calendar yeah, and yeah, the out yeah. of office. I okay. put it on both. Okay. Got Which, it. Which, you know, is That's fine. okay. Yeah, it's fine. I do like that it rejects all the meetings for yeah, you. Yeah, it is it's really, really nice. helpful. It's really helpful. Agreed. And because... I so often miss when other people are out of office on our team calendar because there's so much going well, on. Well, and because it doesn't live in a place where you're looking naturally. where It, it lives where it should. Yeah. It's just another thing you have to check. So I will all the time invite people to meetings and then someone will have to slack me and be like, that's when I'm on vacation. And you're like, no wonder you were so free that day. <laughs> exactly. What are you doing taking vacation? <laughs> um, all right. What else? What else have I discovered that I like recently? Um oh. Two things I'm really excited about that I found on the internet. Well, everything is something I found on the internet. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> that's great. Um, there was an article in New York Magazine by a woman named Katie Haney. Um, it was a very like classic New York Mag. It was probably in the cut, if I had to guess. And it was called How to Break Up with Your Therapist. And it, I, I actually... What I loved so much about it was not even the advice, although the advice was useful. And I think it, the, the basics of the advice were to start talking about it Um soon like start talking about it with your before therapist you do before it. you do it it also said like it's, how long did it say no it didn't say it was more just like introduce the idea yeah. to your therapist in the same way you would introduce anything to your therapist yeah. here's what i'm thinking how i'm feeling i don't know if it's helpful anymore it also said sometimes it's okay it, 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 there's a section said that said sometimes it's okay to ghost um and basically if you feel like your therapist just isn't getting it or whatever you can just stop um making appointments making appointments and um I have broken up with multiple therapists and it's never been fun and I've never done it the same way. And the most recent one, I just wrote a really, what I thought was a really thoughtful email. And she, I think, wished that I had probably given her more like heads up or something like that. Yeah. Um, and I found it to be a mildly, you know, traumatic, not traumatic experience, but it wasn't fun. And I well, had but to you think kind of felt like you did it wrong and, or she yeah. made you feel like you did it wrong or like that you could have done it better in a yeah, way that you're like, exactly. cool, who, how, who knew? how in the world would I know this? Exactly. And I'd also done it before with another therapist where because I didn't have a recurring weekly time, I just stopped making appointments yeah. and then eventually wrote an email and said, here's why I stopped making appointments. It was just, there's, it was, it's never it's felt awkward. like I, done, yeah. I had done it right. And so this one basically interviews a therapist who says, like, you know, a lot of the times, you know, the therapist will say, like, they've also been thinking it's time to 
for you to wind down or whatever, you know, you can at least like sort of plan an exit and some, you know, and of course all therapists also approach things differently. So some therapists want to sort of have an ongoing indefinite relationship and some from the start will say, I like to just address things over a six month period yeah, yeah, of time yeah. and then wrap up or whatever. But what I liked so much about it was just that it talked about it at all. Because yeah, I yeah, just realized yeah. we don't have language for these things. And it, I put it in 10 things kind of a while ago because it funnily coincided with when I was breaking up with one. But um, I had been referring someone to a therapist recently and I had sent someone a couple of options. And we had this conversation about how do you interview therapists? Yeah, like, how do yeah. you select a therapist? And I gave my advice and my experience. And she was like, thanks. I I never, I had no idea how to approach this. Yeah, like, I yeah. just would not know what the protocol is for basically, like, interviewing therapists. And I'm like, well, of course you wouldn't because we don't talk about these things. Of course. And I just liked that it was introducing a sort of a language around it and just that, that like, yes, this is something that you have to do and you shouldn't feel so awkward about it. Um, so I think it is a wonderfully useful um, article and just gives, gives some protocol that you can follow or not follow. I don't think there's a right or a wrong way to do it, but th- this is an option. No, totally. Yeah. Um, okay, here's something I wanted to tell you about that we've like kind of talked about, but not it, not it, I don't know, whatever. Um, I, yeah. <laughs> the thing that I've been into that I put in 10 things are these Ina shrubs. Mm-hmm. Um, they're so good. So shrubs are just like vinegar and fruit and sugar, yeah. basically. Um, it's like red wine vinegar, white wine vinegar, apple cider vinegar. It's a beverage. Yeah. But it's like a like mixer. A, it's like a concentrate. Yeah, yeah exactly. Mm-hmm. And I mix it with sparkling water. And I love these ones from, um, it's called Inna, sorry, mm-hmm. Inna, mm-hmm. like, um, like in a pickle, because they also sell pickles. Oh, cute. Um, like in a, like, I can't remember what the shrub pun is. Okay. There's also seasonings in a pinch. Um, cute. So there's like a whole okay. thing yeah. happening here, yeah. okay? And it's this woman-owned company in Emeryville, California. Mm-hmm. Um and I like like all of those flavors in general yes. and like all these things. And it reminds me of the drinking vinegars from Pock Pock that are 100%. so good. And it's yeah. the same thing where you just mix it with Seltzer soda water. Or whatever. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Um, the Concord grape one's so good. Mm. The apricot one's so good. Um, but I bought these and decided to start drinking them because um, I've been trying to drink less or just been mm-hmm. try- it feels like something that I do because it's the default. It's like mm-hmm. the thing, it's like, sure, after work you have a glass of wine or you meet mm-hmm. someone for a drink or whatever. Um, and I just started to feel like, I don't like like that approach. Yeah. Or like, I don't like the fact that I'm taking that approach. It. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I don't want to feel like I'm drinking most days because that's just a habit that right. I'm in. Um, Cause I certainly never intentionally made that decision. Yeah. Um, and someone had recommended shrubs or something mm-hmm. as a substitute. Um, and I kind of, I didn't really buy it. I was mm-hmm. like, sure. Like yeah. I like, I like the flavors of these kinds of things. Right. And if you say that these in a ones are good, I'm going to give them a shot because I like the flavor of these things, but I don't think I'm going to trick myself into having one of these right. and then not wanting a glass of wine. Mm-hmm. I was wrong. That's so great. I, I like, it also just made me kind of realize that clearly the, like, I just kind of think I need it's something. The ritual. Yeah. It's the ritual. Mm-hmm. It's the like having a moment to be like, I'm kind of coming down off the day or mm-hmm. like, and like, just not drinking the same thing I drink all day, which is right. water or seltzer. And yeah. maybe this is like a nice like evening And it's activity. a little bit of sugar. So it totally. like probably still has a little bit of a mental impact. Exactly. Um, and I think it's the same thing people think about tea, but tea always just feels yeah. like such a pain in the ass and I don't want it after work. Yeah. And it no. like, I don't know, making a pot of tea or yeah. whatever just yeah. feels like more challenging I than agree. it should. Yeah. Um, and this does feel like kind of special and ritualized. Mm-hmm. And Where the recommendation for the shrubs came up was in a conversation we were having about just like drinking less in yes, general yes, and yeah. the oh, conversations yes, yes, yes. around um, just like 
the sort of pressure to drink and the way it's marketed around yeah. and all yeah, of this yeah, yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. And I, so I had two thoughts about, well, no. One, I, it's not as relevant to me right now because I haven't been drinking because yeah, I'm yeah, yeah, pregnant yeah. and I haven't desired to. And obviously you want to come back on your drinking or not do it at all when you're pregnant. Um, but I... I used to drink at home a lot more often and then Chris and I fell out of the habit and that really curbed my drinking a lot is when I stopped doing it at home. But I think when I was doing it at home, I need it. Like you do need that ritual replacement basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 The other thing that was interesting was that this whole conversation that stemmed out of it about the way media companies or brands in general just sort of market drinking well, in like a way that like, women, we never well, think about. Especially like the women booze lifestyle mm-hmm. thing that has emerged. I mean, you think of like, you know, yeah. the like Tammy Taylor with mm-hmm. her like glass of wine on Friday yeah. Night Lights or like the Amy Schumer skit yeah, about that with right. like the ginormous glass mm-hmm. of wine. The idea of like wine moms and like all of that has emerged and it has yeah. always felt like a little bit like it's always marketed mm-hmm. as this like empowering thing. Right. Um, and yeah. then you start to look at it and you're like, oh, it's just marketing. Like, of well, yeah, course it is. Of course it is. Yeah. And, and just all of the sort of like memes in general that come out of like women's dating sites and stuff where it's just, yeah. you know, the, the little quotes you see on Pinterest and stuff or Instagram about rather like do this mommy or have juice a glass of or mommy like, juice. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And not that there's anything wrong with no. it. Um, like, I'm not going to stop drinking. No. It's just like being more cognizant of it. And, and like, yeah. I don't know. I There's also articles or studies that came out, a study that came out recently that was pretty widely covered about how they tried to figure out how, what amount of drinking is healthy. Right. Because um, there's always this, like, should it be mm-hmm. one glass of wine? Yeah. Should it be two? Is it red mm-hmm. wine? Is it white wine? Is it And the answer is none. Right. No amount of drinking is healthy. Which, again, doesn't mean I'm going to not drink. But it's just like, it kind of felt like one of these things where I'm like, right. Duh. Like the same way that the sugar industry tried to convince us that fat was the problem. Like, right. of course, the the like liquor industry has tried like, to convince us that, for you. Yeah, that yeah. like one drink a day is like yeah. the answer. Like, of course. And like, why do I feel like such a sucker for? <laughs> and that's the thing. Like, I also just think, you know, you know yourself well enough to know what is right for you. And some people, if, if it's a real problem and they can't drink anything at all. And some yeah. people know that having one glass of wine, however often, is just good for their mental health. Even exactly. It's not exactly. It's exactly. for their physical health. Right. Right. And I all think these, it's like not a like yeah. yes or no binary black or white situation and, at all. And I think that's what you're speaking to with just being deliberate about it and not doing it because, of course, this is what you do when you meet up for drinks yeah. after work. Like, yeah. You can just have it when it serves you. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. And shrubs are a wonderful way to. Yeah. These. I'll tell you yeah. what. These in yeah. shrubs, give them a shot. You can get yeah. a little sampler pack. I'm really into them. That's good. I The other th- the thing that I do when I'm out and I don't want to drink is I usually have and I've talked about this a lot is. Um, either vermouth and soda, sweet vermouth and soda, which I like a lot, or bitters and soda. And vermouth, both of those things have booze in them, but it's such a mild amount. And I will say when you're drinking less in general, that little amount still just sort of gives you a little bit of a kick. Yeah, Yeah, totally. Yeah, totally. Um, Okay, so my other article that really spoke to me on the internet um, is in the New York Times Smarter Living column, which I just feel like such a dork because I like it so much. It's like so basic and so playing to the sort of like stereotypical yeah, New York yeah, Times yeah. reader. And it's, oh, it's really annoying. Like, it's just <laughs> written like every pop psychology, like yes. self-help business book. And I always click and I always read it. And like, give it to me yeah, now. Yeah, what are the five things that I should never travel without? Like, I, yeah. Anyway, this so this particular, there were two installments of smarter living about the term FOBO, Uh which is actually created by the same person who created FOMO, fear of missing out. As it should be. Yes, obviously. And uh, apparently this was coined something like 15 years ago. It's been around for a while. It took a while to take. I'm stunned that that FOBO hasn't 
taken off in a bigger way. So FOBO stands for fear of better options, Uh which definitely, obviously, there's some Venn diagram with fear of missing out. Sure. Um, But I really and truly suffer from fear of better options um, in a way that um, you and I make a good match because you truly do not. And you're always just like, cool. So that's the decision we made and we're going to go with it. And I'm like, but could we just see if this other thing and then it drives it drives Chris crazy. I'm sure it drives you crazy, too, because he's also sort of, you know, okay, cool. We made that decision. Looks good. Done. Um, When I I don't know if I maybe I've talked about this with you before. Mm -hmm. I probably have. Um, I'm sure I have. I interned at Ogilvy when I was in Mm -hmm. college and the it was the president or CEO. I can't remember what her role was at the time. Mm -hmm. Shelly Lazarus came Mm -hmm. and spoke to the like intern class of, you know, 2002. And um, she, there were a lot of memorable things that came out of this conversation mm-hmm. or this like lunch, lunch and learn with her. <laughs> but the one that's relevant to this is that she talked about basically the importance of making decisions. Right. And it said that so many times there's not a right or wrong yeah. answer or there isn't like a single right or yeah. wrong answer. And it's just making the decision that matters and is the answer. Yes. And I think that really sunk in for me and is something that I've just truly owned and embraced. It's just the making read, the decision, moving yeah. on and not thinking about it again. I've read Anna Wintour talk about this too. It It is, it, there's nothing... So spoiler in this article, if you don't feel like reading it, there's nothing that serves you well about having FOBO. There's nothing. um, It's not going to actually make you happier. And in fact, some study they did basically says that it basically leads to lower levels of happiness. So there's nothing that's serving you about about fear of better options. Did they give you any advice for getting rid of it? They did. So although even the person who coined the term FOBO admitted that it doesn't really work for him Uh um, or or just that, you know, it it is what it is. Basically, um, they said to come up with um, what he calls the MFD, the mostly fine decision. So basically, before you make the before you start the research that you're going to do, figure out what your terms are. Like, what do you what are you what what um, boxes do you need to check? Exactly. So whether that means you're booking a hotel or you're ordering from Seamless, which are the two close to the beach and it needs to like have pretty rooms and there needs to be breakfast or whatever. And then find the thing that meets the mostly fine decisions. Okay. Or the most that that meets the mostly fine decision criteria and just go with it Um, and just cut yourself off. And basically it also (laughs) the other depressing thing was like, this is like an entitled this is a this is a a symptom of somebody who's just, or not a symptom, but this this happens with like people who are entitled and mildly narcissistic who just think like <laughs> they have all the, they're entitled to all of the options and just deserve the best for themselves and da 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 da. Should never have to settle. It is, as I sometimes say to you and Chris, as an excuse for this, I just know how I like to live. Um, <laughs> I just, you know, which, um, is not an explanation for it. Um, the other, the other thing that the creator of the term FOBO does is he does ask the watch. So I don't wear a watch with a second hand, but he puts one option on one side of the watch and one on the other, and then he says when he looks down wherever the second hand is, that's what he goes with. Wait, I don't get it. It's like flipping a coin. Okay, okay basically, okay, but using okay. the second hand of your watch, okay. it doesn't really make sense. Okay. Um, but yeah, I just thought it was a very useful term. It's always helpful to diagnose things. Even yes, I'll diagnose this without WebMD even. Yeah, Good exactly. I just sometimes, you know, the first step is just diagnosing the problem. And I definitely have FOBO. And you definitely have a problem. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's really, I really suffer from it when choosing hotels. What other situations in your life are like the Seamless. Primer? I mean, it'll take me an hour to order dinner on Seamless or Caviar. 
Well, by then you should have made some yourself. Exactly. Yeah. No, it's it, with and, whatever. And I'm never happy fridge. with what comes. I Absolutely actually think not. the mostly fine decision is works best in the seamless uh, scenario because you're never going to be happy like that mm-hmm. excited about what comes. Mm-hmm. And the answer always is Domino's gluten free. That's also true, which is on neither seamless nor um, no. I know. Yeah, I know. Yeah. No, those are the two the two things where it comes up the most often. I mean. I, I do a lot of research around purchasing things like I'm, I think I'm going to buy an immersion blender and, you know, but I'm not. I think once I've made the decision on I that, know I which usually one you should buy. Yeah, I meant to ask the KitchenAid one. It's so, one so like. good. Yeah. Um, yeah. I have one yeah. here and I have one in my Minneapolis house. Wow. That's how much I. Thomas wow. was like, why do we need an immersion blender in Minneapolis? And I'm like, I'm telling you, you don't yeah. want to live a year without this. Yeah, I understand. That's how I feel about it. Yeah. It has a little mini. Um, Food processor attachment mm, to one of those nice. baby ones, yeah. which is really nice, and a whisk. Mm. It just does a lot. That's helpful, yeah, yeah. It's very easy. It does a lot. Well, um, now that I have an instant pot, I'm thinking, you know, soups are going to be a bigger part. Well, of my yeah, life. and you just stick that thing in. Yeah, and you're exactly. Done. Yeah, no. Rather than having to transfer it to the blender, recommend immersion blending. Okay. Yeah, you don't need to do any research. Anyway, <laughs> point being, something like that. Once I've made the decision, I'm not usually questioning it. But yeah. the hotel, I'm questioning up until the minute I got there. Get there. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, this is curious. Yeah. Um, okay. Something I wanted to talk mm-hmm. about. Um, so teen rom-coms mm-hmm. having a real moment. Truly. Um, to all the boys I loved before. Yes. Sierra Burgess is a loser, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. One that hasn't gotten as much internet hype, but that we loved, Dude. Dude, yes. Which well, I guess like, wasn't as much of a rom-com. Really rom-com. It, yeah. There's, a, there's like a love story in it's it. It's a rom-com. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, but um, anyway, um, if you are looking for a teen rom-com in book form, um, When Dimple Met Rishi is so, 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 so good. Um, I think you would like this so I, much. I can't see why I wouldn't no, based on I, your description. Exactly. I can't see why you wouldn't. I swear to you it's going to be made into a movie that's mm-hmm. going to be so cute at some point. Um, it is... Written by this woman, Sandhya Menon, who grew up in Indian, India and moved to the U.S. when she was 15. Mm-hmm. She now lives in Colorado Springs. She just had a second book come out called From Twinkle with Love that I really want to read. Mm. She's just real cute. And the premise of this book is that Dimple um, is like a this like feminist coder chick. How old is she? Uh, 17. Okay. And she's going off to college in the fall mm-hmm. um, at... Shoot, I shouldn't. I can't remember Stanford. Um, well, anyway, she's mm-hmm. going off to college yeah. in the fall, and she wants to go to this coding camp. Mm-hmm. And she like somehow convinces her parents to let her go to this coding mm-hmm. camp, despite everything about her parents. She's okay. like, this is just like not them at all. Yeah. Rishi, meanwhile, is also going away to college in the fall. Um, is like going to college to study business, but like is super super. Uh, he's going to MIT, and uh-huh. he's like super super into. Uh, comics yeah um, and that's his true passion but he's like no i gotta be like the good firstborn right like immigrant son i gotta mm-hmm. like do the things that my parents want yeah. me to do um including have an arranged marriage mm. um and his parents and um dimple's parents have identified them as a possible good match whoa and his parents send him to coding camp to meet her he knows what's up because he's on board with the arranged marriage thing and she doesn't wow and it it all wow. like goes I mean, down from there. It's so good. It's so charming. It's just wow. you'll squeal through yeah. it. Like I don't know what else you're looking. It's I'll just clap, really probably. you'll you'll clap. Yeah, you'll definitely. Yeah. There's a lot of opportunities to clap. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. just really charming and wonderful. Um, 
Yeah. That's so exciting. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to read it. Read it, please. Um, I just have one more. Yeah, um, tell me. I was on a group text with my girlfriends from home, um, and we were giving somebody a hard time about the way they had done something very basic in the kitchen. I know what it was. We were giving me a hard time. <laughs> I had discovered the last time we were all together that I wasn't, I have been using a citrus um, squeezer the wrong way my entire life. Um, well, and I haven't been using it my entire life because it, the, the the lemon the lemon juicer that is like a clamp yeah, with yeah, long yeah, yeah, hands yeah. which we never had at my house we had the kind that you push it's, down yeah on. yeah um I thought that you put the half of the lemon in so that it fit no that yeah no mm-hmm. well I was wrong so I it, to me I'm just like that no that I understand bowl looks why like you, half a lemon and so you put th- it in there yeah. yeah no I understand and somebody was making cocktails and was squeezing it the other way and I was like oh, that's how you do it. And everybody did a whole, yeah, that's how you do it. Everybody knows that. I brought this information home to Chris for whom I had purchased this lemon juicer because he does this thing he calls slow water. He drinks lemon water every morning. Room temperature. Yeah, he has to put it out the night before so that it's perfectly room temperature, which Mm -hmm. is why it's called slow water. Takes like eight hours to make. (laughs) He had been juicing the lemon the same way I had. And when I... You were both the same version of idiot? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I mean, for all I know, I showed it to him because I had purchased this thing because it drove me crazy that he would get all these pits in the bottom of the Uh, glass and then uh they'd have to clean them out. Uh So he also... So I said, you know, this is how you actually are supposed to do it. And he, you know, for a week, every day would be like, I can't believe how much better this way is. (laughs) I was like, yep. So anyway, I'm reporting back to the group text, you know, thank you guys for educating me, for changing my life, you know, and I, I feel like such a dummy that I'm the only one apparently who didn't know. And well, you and Chris, but anyway. Yeah, exactly. Um, and someone said, that's okay. I once saw Bryce, our other friend, cut an avocado in half, like the wrong way and the wrong, not lengthwise. Yes, yes. Um, and everybody else on the group text, you know, was shocked. Why would you cut an avocado that way? Of course, that's wrong. That's insane. And Bryce defended herself. And she said, I don't know. I just think it keeps it fresher that way. And I thought about it. And I was like, you know, I guess it actually Less makes surface sense. Area Less oxidized. surface area is yeah. exposed. So I went and Googled. And who else but the authority on these types of things, Food 52, had a very recent article confirming what Bryce's argument was, which was basically like, if you're not going to use the entire avocado, cutting it in half widthwise versus Like on its midriff. Yes, <laughs> on its midriff. <laughs> just makes a lot more sense. And then also, if you want, you can cut slices that way. So Like rings. Rings, okay. yes, exactly. Okay. Um, so you can either, there's like two ways basically you could do it. You could decide to just cut rings around one at a time and then peel the skin off uh-huh. all at once. Or you could cut the whole half off, peel the skin off, and then cut rings from there. Uh-huh. Which is also visually pleasing way yes. to look at an avocado. So I, you know, I tried it and I confirmed, yes, it just really nice to not have so much of the avocado exposed when you go back to use it the next day. And then you and I and um, somebody from our team, Joan, were all eating lunch together and she saw my halved avocado. And Joan has worked in the food industry for a long time. And she was like, is that how you cut an avocado? Is that what's wrong with and you? And I had to have the same conversation. You know, we had to go through the same paces. Like, yes, I know it seems utterly insane, but here's the reason. You know, this follows logic. And I think she I think it, she saw, saw an opportunity Or at there. least she respectfully didn't tell you no, you know? <laughs> anyway, I just encourage everyone everyone to try it. I do think it's a day. I, I, I'm surprised that no, that more people haven't come around to this already. 
I agree with you. I think, yeah, it does at least seem like something people would have heated debates about. That's correct. Versus in this avocado, (laughs) this peak avocado uh, uh, experience we live in. That's right. Yeah. That's it. That's all I've got. Um, Well, hey, that's the show. This has been a production of Dear Media. You can listen to us wherever podcasts are found, like Stitcher, iTunes, where you should totally leave us a review, and Spotify. Follow us at Of A Kind on Instagram and Twitter, and like our Facebook page. If you have ideas or requests for the show, email them to a few things at ofakind.com. If you want to advertise, email advertising at ofakind.com. Our intro music, Butterfield East, is written and performed by the Soulful Saints, and we are recording from Alex's house. 